Impact, Income, and Influence. Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show showing you the stories of entrepreneurs who have made it. Today, we are focusing on how to have a happy, healthy life. I have Paul with me. Uh, Paul Levitin. I got that right, right? Oh, that's awesome. I'm so bad at names sometimes. Um, Paul is with us and he has a coaching company called the Healthy Happy Human Academy, where he helps people overcome self-sabotage, eliminate doubt so that they can love the person that they see in the mirror every single day. He's got a Facebook group that focuses on that. He does live trainings in that. It's listed in the show notes down below. I'm sure we'll talk about some tips, tools, tricks, tactics, things that you can use to be a happier human. But Paul, we know this journey didn't start there for you. Where did all of this begin for you? Yeah, for sure, Steve. Thank you so much. Thank you for that introduction. Uh, This all began for me. It's kind of a combination between my own personal journey and my professional journey that kind of intertwined in a a roundabout way uh, because I was one younger Uh, when I graduated college, I went to school for business, business administration, marketing, communications. And I graduated uh, just after the recession, you know, around 2011, when things were just kind of recovering. And I was graduated from college without really a clue. I was kind of a, I will say uh, a bum, you know, I was, I went through college having fun. I was not, I was not trying to care about school or learn or do anything like that. I was having fun. I was partying. I was drinking a lot. I was doing what kids do. And, you know, because of that, I graduated with this degree and then I got out into the real world and people were like, you need to get a job now. And I was like, oh, all I know how to do is drink and party. Uh, So I decided to just keep doing that and continue to just keep drinking and keep partying and move back home with my mom. And that was my life for a while. Uh, eventually I needed to get a job to make some money. So I started personal training because it was easy. That was really it. I was in that time of my life. I was just looking for the lowest hanging fruit and just taking the easy way out whenever I could. That's what I did in college, right? I I graduated, but I took, I did it the easy way. I didn't study. I didn't really take my, you know, do the papers and do the things I was supposed to do and at work, you know, personal training, it seemed like an easy thing. It was like, Oh, you just kind of go to the gym and work out. Um, and then eventually I realized that that world that taking the easy way out and just kind of being doing the bare minimum all the time was not the person that I wanted to be. Um, and luckily for me, because I was in the personal training world, I was kind of into personal development and self-growth. And I was introduced to a few key books and a few key uh, podcasts at that time that that really changed my life. And I saw that like, oh, like it doesn't have to be this way. Even though I am the guy going out every night, getting drunk, waking up, still hungover, par- probably still drunk, going in to train my clients that like all it took was for me to want to change, to be able to change that. So I started to read more books and go to seminars and invest in my personal development. And I changed my life. And that was really all I thought was I was going to do. I thought I was going to keep being a personal trainer and just, you know, now I would just be better at it. Uh, But what I saw was that this was, there was a need for what the transformation that I went through, there was a need for that in, in the world, because as much as I could help people with being a personal trainer, you know, YouTube exists you know, apps exist. And for some reason, all of this information is out there, the right diets, the right workouts, the right everything. And yet people are still overweight, out of shape, unhappy, sick, and literally dying. So I decided to 
take all the information that I had learned on personal development, personal growth, combine that with my expertise in fitness and nutrition that I had got from my career as a personal trainer. And I created the healthy, happy human Academy. So here I am. Nice. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good overview. So I want to dive into a couple things that I heard in there. The first one, this is like a great soundbite, right? If you <laughs> only do the bare minimum, you're only going to have a bare minimum life. And that's that I know so many people who are like, I just want to be lazy. I don't want to do right. that. Well, then why would you ever expect to have a above average life? If you don't have above average activity, you're not going to have an above average life. You're choosing that. So I thought that was that was a great soundbite. I would love to hear the first like book that you read that gave you a big aha. What was like a book or two that was a tipping point? Yeah, for sure. I just want to say about that point you just made about like if you if you accept that below average like life that you're kind of accepting that but like in my head it wasn't that, right? I thought or in my head I thought that I had like pulled the 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 wool over the sheep's eyes, you know, like I thought like, oh yeah, like if other people do that, like they're accepting less than I was like, but me, like I'm getting by, people don't realize that like, I'm like doing nothing and getting everything. Like, so that's why I was like tricking myself into thinking like, oh, it's okay. You know, cause I think to have that level of uh, introspection that you just had to be like, yeah, like I know I'm not doing shit, but I'm also not getting shit. Like then it's like, okay, like uh, that's a decision. I can make that as a conscious decision. But what I was doing was, was worse. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm not working or doing anything and I'm just partying all the time, but like, yeah, I'm like, I'm still, I'm still crushing it, you know, but then I had to, I had that, you know, what they want to call come to Jesus moment. And it actually did come from, from a book. And I remember very vividly, it was uh, the book thinking grow rich, right. By Napoleon Hill, the, probably the most famous, you know, personal development book of all time, uh, very, you know, cliche, but it was literally given to me by uh, one of the front desk kids at the gym. When I was a personal trainer, this kid was like 19 at this time, I was probably like 26. I hadn't read a book since high school. So like this random kid just randomly was just like, Hey, I just have this book in my book bag. Do you want it? Do you want to read it? And I hadn't read a book since high school, even in college, right? Like I said, I went through college. I just did the bare minimum. I didn't buy textbooks. I didn't do anything. So it's like, it's been 10 years since I've read a book and this kid just handed me this book. And for whatever reason, I decided to actually read it and it was thinking grow rich. And it just cracked my brain open and showed me as like, Oh, people who want a better life, can have it, but they have to make it themselves. And that's all it takes. It's just wanting it and taking it and making it yourself. And that's when I started to read more. That's when I started to listen to podcasts. Podcasts changed my life. That's why I started my podcast, right? I started the Healthy Happy Human podcast because literally listening to podcasts, I found out I was like, oh, there's just infinite free information out there. Like you can just get a motivational speech right to your phone every single day for the rest of your life if you want. And that was just so cool to me. Uh, and yeah, that thinking grow rich though, was the one that really opened up my mind and let me see that there was, there was another way that was different than what I had just accepted for myself. Awesome. So two things there first thinking grow rich is a great book. It was one of the first books that I read. Um, I think it was in the first like 10 books that I read. My, my, the first book I read was, uh, um, Oh man, rich dad, poor dad. Um, mm -hmm. and that opened my mind to business, but then personal development, I read Tony Robbins. Um, and then I read think and grow rich. I'm trying to remember what else was in those, uh, seven habits of highly effective seven people were in there. Yeah. Those the, are my top two of all time. Oh, think there you go. I mean, seven habits, yeah. it's such a good book, but I love that you, you actually called that out because I think now being on this side of it, it makes sense to both of us, right? If you, are doing below average things, you're going to have a below average life. But what I went back to like where I was in college and high school, right? High school, I smoked a ton of weed. I didn't go to classes all that much. 
Um, I did the bare minimum and you are a hundred percent correct. My mindset at the time was I'm crushing it. I'm living mm -hmm. my, my life. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I was waking up. I went to college, college. I stopped, I stopped smoking weed. I stopped partying, but I still was like, not, not there, but I thought I was doing really well. Right. Like I work a couple nights a week. I've got this free time. I got a cool girlfriend, like, but I don't have the things that I want. But the things I was actually, because the things that I said I wanted were a lot of free time, a job that didn't really matter, like those kind of things. And I think that's the mindset shift for now that I'm thinking about it, you're exactly right was, oh, I can have the things that I want. Those are different from the things that I've said I want. I don't think I even made that distinction. I just said, I want these things over here. No, oh, this is how I get them. So you had that same, same moment. So think and grow rich. What was, what was like your favorite podcast? Do you like short form, long form interviews? What were some yeah. that inspired you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, it started with like fitness podcasts, honestly, because that's where I was at, at the time. Like I had never even, I didn't understand what a podcast was when this first happened. And then like someone, you know, someone sent me a podcast or, you know, and I was just like, okay, like, I don't really get what this is. So I got really into fitness podcasts. Um, but there's a podcast called Mind Pump, which is it's one of the longer, biggest running, longest running, biggest fitness podcasts. And you know, they talk about a lot of fitnessy stuff that might not be interesting to most people, but then they also have because of the size of their show are able to get really cool people on. And mm -hmm. one of their episodes had Jim Quick, who I don't know if you know who Jim Quick yeah. is, but he's a, a brain coach and he teaches things like speed reading and how to just how to be a better learner. So I went to his podcast from there. And that's what brought me to uh, things like impact theory and school of greatness. And now I like things like the knowledge project and uh, Ed Milet and those kind of things that are just like interviews or long form. I, I don't really don't listen to anything if it's less than like 20, 30 minutes, because I want to uh, like, I wanted to take a chunk of my time. Like if it's like five minutes, I feel like I barely got into it before. Like before, it's like a thought and then it's just over. Um, so I like a long, a long interview with, with really interesting people. And, you know, there was an episode of, uh, the Tim Ferriss show that I listened to one time and I don't remember who he was talking to, but it was like some, you know, uh, Silicon Valley billionaire, whatever, whatever investor who made a ton of money investing in like Twitter early on or something like that, you know, and these guys are just talking. And I remember texting two of my friends afterwards. And like, I was like, go listen to this, this podcast and tell me what you think. And they, they like, listen to it. They're like, what do you mean? Like, I don't, I mean, like it was cool, but like, what, 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 so what's, what did you want us to get out of that? I was like, this is the closest that you or I will ever get to being a fly on the wall when two billionaires talk. Like they, this was just a conversation between two people, just their thoughts. They were talking about life and investments and this. And I'm like, I'm like, that is so invaluable. Like you can't, I can't even wrap my mind around it. Like someone even 15, 10 years ago would never have had an opportunity like that in their life. And now that's available for literally anyone on the planet to just do at any given time. So like, and there's infinite of those, right? That Tony Robbins talks to this guy and this guy talks to this guy yeah. and Barack Obama talking to like, it's like, what? And like, I can just listen to this stuff. So yeah, that's pretty crazy to me. So something I want to ask your opinion on, and you're right. Every I tell people the same thing. Everything in the world is free on YouTube or on a podcast or on Google somewhere. You can find it for free. And something that I've seen is really interesting. My, what I say to that is people, what people pay for is what they pay attention to. Sure. Anyone, I actually use the personal fitness space all the time. Like any diet you want, you can find for free on the internet, any workout plan you want. What it takes is commitment and commitment is when you exchange 
money for that information because then you are committed to doing it. You will actually follow through and take action. What I have actually seen and what I would love your thoughts on as the information available to us has multiplied exponentially and is now virtually infinite. The amount of people doing anything with the information has gone down. People, to me, it seems, have gotten lazier. I look at, I'm 44. Um, I'm like num- I'm like year one of millennial generation, if you look at it by what Wikipedia says. But I look at the kids that are now 21, 22, 24. And like, there are some of them, of course, that are in the digital marketing space or in the business space, and they're out there doing stuff. But the wide mass of people seems to have started consuming information less and they're doing less with it. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, one, there's a lot there. It's that is in and of itself is a, is a huge topic. So first you're right, right. There's infinite information. There's every, everything is answers, right? The, the answers are there, right? That goes back to my point of why I started what I do, because the answers are there. The answer is not more information because if it was everyone, you know, there, there's that old uh, famous quote, like if the answer was more information and everyone would be rich with a six pack, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, th- and that's the thing people do pay attention when they pay, right? You got to pay to play sometimes. And that's why what I do as a coach, it costs a lot of money. I would give people free podcasts all day. If someone says, Hey, I can't afford to coach with you. I'm like, here, here's free information here, here, here. But unfortunately most people don't use it, right? And so you have to be bought in. Um, and that is a, a, a literal physiological human need, right? Mm-hmm. We have to have some skin in the game for us to pay attention. You're, you have infinite things to pay attention to at any given time. There's infinite inputs coming in all the time, not just from the, the, the point of view of like looking at your phone, which literally has infinite, but just sitting here, right? Like there's the light comes into my eye. I can, I'm looking at the screen at you. There's a light over here. There's ambient noise going on in the background. My brain has to decide what it's going to direct my finite attention to, right? So how does my brain know what to pay attention to? Well, it knows like that I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you on this call, but if I have literally bought into something that raises this, the, the, uh, importance of something in my brain, right? Like if, you know, everyone has the, can, can probably like think about a time where they, they bought something new and it's like, your eyes are always kind of on that, right. You're in a new car and you're, you're, you're cued into every little nick and ding. Like if, 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 if there's a tiny little scratch, you'll walk out of your house and you'll see it from a block away. Right. Because your brain is like, I just spent a bunch of money on this and I better make sure that like, it stays like that forever. So that there is something innate in us and human about that. So to go to your point about like the kids today, like what is that is. And I think that that's because again, to take a really big complex topic and just kind of dumb it down. There's infinite information. And you just said like people, there's so much information, but younger people and older people too. Trust me, there's plenty of people who are 50s, 60s, and they're not doing shit with their time either. They're watching Netflix all day. And I think that's because it's very hard to discern between consuming information and consuming in general, right? Because we can get bogged down with scrolling TikTok, opening emails, watching Netflix. And all of a sudden I didn't do nothing all day. Right. It's not like I just sat around on my, uh, like I was literally, I was doing stuff. I was pinging and dinging and sending texts and responding and catching up and blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden the day went by. Now, did I move myself towards an actual greater goal? Did I actually achieve anything in the grand scheme of my life? No, but was I busy as hell? 
Yeah, yes. for sure. Right. And that feels like something to me. It's like, and again, if I don't know any better and I don't have, and now we can get into like why it's so important to set goals and have processes. And if I don't know how to discern between those two, I can see how someone would very easily mix them up. Hey, thanks for taking a moment to check out this episode of Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Have you ever thought about building your own webinar or using public speaking to reach your ideal audience? Well, if you'd like my help with it, over the last several years, I have built more than 40 live events for clients just like you. In the last 18 months, I've helped 32 entrepreneurs build their webinar with over $5 million in cumulative sales. If you'd like to see how I can work with you, or if you'd be interested in having me speak at your event or be on your podcast, go to steven.coffee, that's S-T-E-V-E-N.C-O-F-F-E-E, to book a short call with me and see how we can work together. All right, let's jump back to the episode. Well, that's, there's, I mean, there is a whole world of productivity that we could go into. I think we'll stay, stay on the lighter side of, but the, what I always tell clients when they feel overwhelmed, I'm like, if it does not move you closer to one of your big three goals, it doesn't belong. Well, but I have to check email. No, you don't. I mean, Mm -hmm. I check my email once a day. Well, I, I have to check Facebook. No, you don't. I haven't checked Facebook in two days. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to do any of that unless it directly moves you towards a goal. And then you can look at that kind of stuff, right? What are the things that make you feel good? Not, not in like the short term sense of like, oh, I ate cake. I feel good. The terms of I did that. So I'm closer to my goal and I feel prouder about myself. Sometimes those things are harder to do, right? It's not eating the cake and eating a salad instead makes you feel pride in yourself and your choices, that's a much different solution. So, okay. I want to get into some tactics because something tells me that you might have some really good tactics. When somebody comes to you, whether they are in your Facebook group and you're doing a training for them, what, what is like one thing that you think 90% of the people you give them to do because you know that it will be beneficial to them? Yeah. So I mean, the, the, the very first thing that I work with every single person on, and this is every human, right? doesn't matter. Every, everyone I coach is different because everyone is different, but there, I start everyone with in the exact same place. And that is talking about perfectionism because if a hundred people start something and a hundred people fail, 99% of them, 99 out of a hundred is because of perfectionism. And it comes in different forms. It's black or white thinking. It's all or nothing. It's, it's catastrophizing. But at the end, it all boils down to, I want to be perfect. Being perfect is impossible. I have set up myself for failure in that moment because perfection is not an attainable thing. And so that's, that can be the person who is trying to diet. And as soon as they have one thing off their plan, they say, screw it. I'm going to go, I'm going to just stop. That's the person who plans to work out four times per week and they work out three, which is still amazing, but because it wasn't four, it it didn't fit exactly the, the, the picture of what they wanted it to do that, that, that now it's like, it's alarms ringing. This is literally, I had a client, this happened to me a few months ago text me at like, it must've been like nine 30 in the morning. He's like, ah, oh, dude, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm having such a bad day. Like, it's all like, it's, it's, it's all like everything is burning. The world is burning. And I'm like, well, what happened? He's like, well, I was supposed to, I was supposed to get up at 5. AM, but then I woke up, I woke up an hour early, an hour late. I only woke up at six. And because of that, like, it just threw my whole, my whole thing off. And like, I wasn't able to do this and I wasn't able to do this. And like, now my whole day's ruined. And I was like, 
it's 9.30 in the morning. How could that even be possible that your entire day is ruined? Like you, your whole day hasn't even started, you know, but in his head, because he, because in his head, success was that perfect wake up at five, anything. If he, he could have woken up at five Oh one and his, his day would have been ruined because he set himself up for failure before he started by trying to be too perfect and rigid. Right. So flexibility is the key to success. Understanding that not only is perfection impossible, but it's the only way you are like, this is again, the conversation, the exact conversation I have with my clients, you are going to fail. This is not a question of if it is a question of when now the question becomes when you fail, do you allow that to make you quit and give up? Do you become the person who makes progress, 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 messes up, and then starts from the beginning six months later, or are you the person who makes progress, 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 messes up, says, okay, how can I learn from this? How can I iterate? How can I keep going? And then continues to make progress. And those are the people who win. So, okay. I love that because I agree 100%. And I will admit, I have been the guy that you were just talking about. Like 100%. I, I get up and like, you are correct. The guy at nine 30, you've got nine tenths of your day left to live. And you're saying it's ruined, but it's because we get in our head about stuff and we get in that negative place. Right. Um, I, I'm, it's an easy platitude to say like fail forward faster, or, you know, I, I learn from my failures. Uh, one of the books I read, I wonder if you have read it is called mindset by Carol Dweck. Um, Tom view talks about it all the time. Mm -hmm. It is, if you haven't read it, I promise you, I didn't read it for probably a year. It was on my list. And I was like, I know what that is. It's about having a growth mindset, blah, 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 blah. One day, for some reason, I couldn't find anything to listen to. And I was like, you know what? I'll put it on an audible and the book is great. Ignore the blurb and just get mm -hmm. the book and listen to it or read it. I promise you, I promise you it will change whatever. If you're listening to this and you buy the book and you listen to it and you don't get anything out of it, I will send you money. <laughs> I will buy the book from you. Like it is, it is that good because it shows we are innately, like I will fail at something and I will get angry and then I will go back and I will push on it until I am successful with it. That is probably the worst way to do it because it includes anger and pushing. What the book did for me was rewire that thought process and the, the way to fail. It, like, I almost don't want to talk about it. Just go read the book. Right. Anyway. Right. For sure. Um, I love that a few things that you just said there, like one is that like, like you said about platitudes, like fail forward, blah, blah, blah. And like, I will, like I caveat this all the time saying everything that we're talking about is easier said than done, which, which is a saying in and of itself, which is kind of stupid. I say it so much, like everything's easier said than done. It's easier to say something than it is to do something. Right. So inherently, yes, it's easier to say, don't be a perfectionist because all of this stuff is human stuff. This is why my company is the healthy, happy human Academy. And it's all about being human because this is human stuff. You do it. I do it. Like you just said, you've read all these books. You teach about this stuff. You coach about this stuff. I literally am immersed in this stuff and I still do it not even once in a while every single day. So it's not something that's like, oh, okay, like now I know, oh, okay, thanks, Paul. Like now I'll never be a perfectionist again. Like that's not how it works. And that's why this stuff is so important. And that's why information alone can't solve these problems and things like coaching and masterminds. And just, you know, again, the, these, these cliches, like you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, but because, you know, if you can spend time with more people who are, who are going to keep you on the straight and narrow, um, it, it will, it will definitely, push you in the right direction. And I, the way I phrase it is like, you're just trying to give yourself a fighting chance. 
because what you're fighting against is human nature. And that's a hard fight to win. So every little thing that we can do between reading a book, listening to a podcast, hiring a coach, setting alarms, writing affirmations. I have, you can see behind me, I have a board full of affirmations. I have sticky notes all over my, my, my wall in my room. It's not that a, a, a reading a, a positive, you can do it is going to change my life, but maybe it makes me 1% of 1% more likely to be able to do it. And over time, you know, compound interest tells me that that's going to do a lot. Yeah. That's a, that's a really, really good point. And the, I guess the last thing I will say about failure and success and like failing forward, any of that kind of stuff, I think that what you touched on, which is brilliant and where people need to think is know that you are going to fail. That's not admitting that you are a failure, but have a plan, right? Mike Tyson, I think my favorite quote by Mike Tyson is like, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. We're all going to get punched in the face. It's, it is going to happen no matter how positive thinking you are, something goes wrong somewhere. And if you can't, my number one skill as an entrepreneur, as a consultant, as a strategist, whatever is solving problems. If that is the biggest thing that I focus on, and that is my biggest strength. It always has been in my entire life, but if I can solve a problem and figure out how to work around it, and I know that I'm going to have challenges and problems, they're going to happen. That allows me to thrive in that environment instead of saying, I'm a failure. I failed. I ate ice cream when I was on a diet or I didn't run when I was supposed to run or I missed my alarm. I mean, you shouldn't. I, the question that I would have for you, and this is this is me asking you, if I miss my alarm or if I don't do something right, I work out six days a week. If I miss one of those. I do not think letting myself off the hook is a good idea, but I also, the balance is like, I don't think beating myself un, like mercilessly, merciful, unmercifully is mm-hmm. good either. It's like, how do you find that balance of like, okay, I messed up. What's the lesson here? Why did I mess up? How can I not mess up again? And then how do I, I just say like, okay, I've learned my lesson. I've spent my five minutes in purgatory. I am now moving forward with my day. That's how I do it. Right. I've never heard anyone give me anything better. I've never asked. So I don't know if you have one for that. Right. I completely get it. Uh, and, you know, one, this comes down to, again, everyone's different and people are going to respond to different styles of quote unquote motivation in different ways. And some people are like that. Some people will say like, yep, I messed up. And now I know what not to do in the future, right? Fail forward. But some people will ruminate on it. Some people will say, oh my God, this is me. I'm a failure. Like I failed equals I am a failure. So one is kind of knowing yourself, which in itself is a challenge, right? Easier said than done. But part of what I would say is one, I would look at goal setting, right? If something happens once, then you know it's a mistake. If it happens twice or three times, then it's a pattern. And I care about patterns. I don't care about mistakes. Anomalies are fine. It's when something is happening over and over. And if something is happening over and over, then I want to look at the goal. Because when I'm doing goal setting with my clients, I have an episode, I literally, I think the second or third episode of my podcast, way, way, way back when is all about goal setting. And I teach this, but it's literally on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you that you can achieve this goal? And if you tell me anything lower than a 10 or a nine, then the goal is too hard because you're setting yourself up for failure. Again, we need to stack the deck in our favor, right? So if it's perfect example, I want to go to the gym six days a week. How confident are you that you can do that? Well, I'm a seven. 
why are you seven? Well, because like, I know, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I can go because I dropped the kids off at school and the gym is right next door. But then those extra three days when I'm you know, on the other side of town, it's probably going to be hard. So how can you get that to a nine? Well, maybe if I only plan to do three days a week, okay, great. Then that's the goal, but I want to do more. So now the goal becomes three days a week. And, and you can still go more than that. You can overachieve. You can get extra credit. I love that. I love that for you. Go get extra credit, right? Do, do the thing. But now there's, so now say you, same thing, say you go three days a week and then you go an extra, an, an extra uh, day, the same scenario. Now you want four days and one of those scenarios you set out for six, you only got four, you're a failure. The other scenario you set out for three, you went above and beyond. You got four. Now it's amazing. I'm winning. I'm building momentum. I feel good. Right. Same, same outcome, which is four days a week at the gym, but one I've set the goal, the goal too high. Now, again, this is not to say that you shouldn't push yourself with goals, but you need to be realistic, right? The, the, if, if the number one thing that's, that holds people back is perfectionism, the number two is poor goal setting. And that's why I did it so early in my podcast, because people set unrealistic goals. And when I say unrealistic, usually that has to do with time constraints, right? Because any goal is achievable, right? If I say, I want to build a hundred million dollar business, that's fine. If I say I want to build a hundred million dollar business this year, now we might be getting into uh, Narnia, you know? So it's like what you have to understand the, the, the realism of your goals, realism of time constraints and the realism of yourself, right? Some people will just say like, I want to go to the gym six days per week. Well, when's the last time you went to the gym? Uh, not since high school. And I hated it. I actually hate the gym. I never want to go. And when I go there, it makes me angry because people are watching me and I, okay. So do you think that in reality, even though you think that going to the gym six days a week, there's some story in your head that's playing, that's telling you that that's how you have to be healthy. But what if we could find a way that you did Zumba at home or that you bought a Peloton or you want running in, in your neighborhood cul-de-sac or something like that? Like there's, there's so many different ways to look at this, but if we paint ourselves into a corner and be like, success only looks like this, that's when we, again, inherently set ourselves up for failure. So just giving yourself a little bit of grace and realizing that it's not going to be perfect and that messing up once in a while is fine. That it literally means nothing. Like you said, life punches you in the face. Sometimes the question is, are you punching yourself in the face? And that's, that's what I want to get around. That's awesome. Um, Paul, I want to say thank you so much for coming on. I think the, the goal setting piece that you just gave people is a huge takeaway. The person that I worked with on goals always told me to pull the goal closer so that you could see yourself achieving it. Um, he said, you know, it should still stretch you a little bit, but it should not be something that's unachievable. You just gave people a huge aha. And I want to say thank you so much for sharing that. Um, tell us a little bit very quickly about your Facebook group. The Facebook group is linked down below, guys. If you found this podcast meaningful, if you would like more information, you should definitely check it out. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, for sure. It's called the Healthy Happy Human Academy. And it's just a Facebook page where I collect all the interesting things that I learn, you know, different blogs, different training videos that I watch that I like to share with people who are in the same world as me. And I do at least once a week, a free live training that lasts anywhere from 15 to 25 minutes about a different topic. It can be about mindset. It can be about goal setting. It can be about sleep or health or just anything that I think will help people uh, be a healthy, happy human. Awesome. Paul, thank you again for coming on. This has been great. Um, maybe we will do a round two somewhere down the road because I'm sure you have more to share with us. Anything you want to say before we jump off? No, I just want to say thank you uh, for having me, Steve. I really do appreciate it. This is a great talk. Clearly, you can see uh, this stuff lights me up to talk about it. Uh, and yeah, I just 
encourage people to check out my podcast if they like this type of stuff, because I can talk about this for days and hours and I have, and that's why I have a podcast. (laughs) Awesome. So we'll link the podcast and the Facebook group in the show notes. Make sure to check those out. And until next time, take action, change lives and make money. We'll see you soon. Thanks for checking out today's show. Do you want the fast and easy Cliff Notes version of the actionable steps from today's episode? If so, go to actionbullets.com and download yours today. Also, if you're looking to start using story selling in your business and have stories do 90% of the hard work for you, grab my free course at storyselling.how today. Till next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon.